أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله محمد رسول الله حي على صلاة حي على صلاة حي على الفلاح حي على الفلاح الله أكبر الله Assalamualaikum أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا قوا أنفسكم وأهليكم نارا وقودها الناس والحجارة عليها ملائكة غلاظ شداد شداد لا يعصون الله ما أمرهم ويفعلون ما يؤمرون صدق الله العظيم all praise and all thanks is only due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who has afforded us this beautiful opportunity of gathering in the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on this Mubarak day of Jumu'ah. We firstly thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for allowing us to see this day and we make dua to Allah ta'ala that He gives us tawfiq for appreciating the day of Jumu'ah and we make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He makes our last day in this worldly life, the day of Jumu'ah. It is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's plan, Allah ta'ala's system that Allah ta'ala has given us many, many, many ni'mats. Many ni'mats Allah Ta'ala has given us to such an extent, Allah Ta'ala Himself mentions, وَإِن تَعُدُّوا نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ لَا تُحْسُوهَا That if you try to quantify, you try to enumerate, you try and count the ni'mats of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, لَا تُحْسُوهَا You will never ever be able to count the ni'mats of Allah Ta'ala. How can we ever count? The amongst the ni'mats that Allah Ta'ala has given us, one great ni'mat is the ni'mat of children. People that don't have children, they know the value of children. 
And people sometimes who have children, they overlook this ni'mah that Allah Ta'ala has given us. And like any ni'mah that Allah Ta'ala gives a person, a ni'mah comes with a responsibility. For example, Allah Ta'ala has given us the ni'mah of eyes. There's a responsibility on how we're supposed to be using these eyes. The ni'mah of the tongue that Allah Ta'ala has given us, it's a great ni'mah. That how we're supposed to be utilizing this tongue. The ni'mah of the ears, for example, how we're supposed to be utilizing the ears. The mind and heart is a great ni'mah from Allah Ta'ala. How we're supposed to be utilizing it. All that together with it being a ni'mah, a bounty, there is certain responsibilities that come with it. So from amongst the ni'mah that Allah Ta'ala has given us is the ni'mah of children. And this ni'mah of children is such that the responsibility is something that is continuous. The worry, the fikr for the children is something that has to be continuous. This is the system of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A person makes this dua. A person makes this dua even before getting married also this dua should be made. Rabbana hablana min azwajina wa dhurriyatina qurrata a'yun wa ja'alna lilmuttaqina imama. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us. Bless us with wives and bless us with children. That will be coolness to our eyes. That will bring coolness to our eyes. What does it mean to be to bring coolness to the eyes? Hassan Basri rahmatullah Ali, he mentions, Imam Bukhari rahmatullah Ali quotes him in his kitab tafsir under this ayat, Rabbana hablana min azwajina wa dhurriyatina. He says, ma shay'un aqarra li'aynil mu'min min ayyara habibahu fi ta'atillah. There isn't anything more pleasing to a believer, a person with iman. There isn't anything in the whole world more pleasing, more cooling to the eyes to a believer, a person who has iman, than him seeing his beloved, seeing his family in the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They can never ever be anything. They can bring any scenery in the world, bring any view, any sight in the world, bring any type of achievement for the child in the world. There's nothing more pleasing to a person with iman and seeing the child of his obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Can you imagine a person coming home, he sees his wife with the Quran Sharif, he sees another child reading some talim, he sees somebody else making salat, like that people are obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, doing things, a person with iman, they can, nothing pleases him more. Give the child any other accolade, it won't please him like how it would please him, for him obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So one is before the child is even born, before the child, before the people or the husband and wife even get married, this is a concern that is still yet to come. And then now this dua that is being made, that now when after a person gets married, and when he gets married now when the husband and wife meet, Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam has mentioned, إِذَا أَتَى أَحَدُكُمْ أَهْلَهُ When any one of you happens to have any relationship with his wife, فَلْيَقُلْ بِسْمِ اللَّهِ then he should say, Bismillah, Allahumma jannibna shaitan, Allahumma jannibi shaitan, wa jannibna shaitana ma razaqtana, oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that keep shaitan away from us. In other words, keep shaitan away from the husband and wife, and oh Allah, whatever you bless us, Allah ta'ala, keep shaitan away from that also. In other words, from our offspring, save our offspring from shaitan. Imagine, husband and wife is meeting, and what is the fikr? That even the child that is yet to come, Allah, you saved the child. So the fikr for the child has already started even before conception. This is such a worry, such a concern. And now when the child is born, azan is given in the ear, iqamat is given, azan in the right ear, iqamat in the left ear, that the concern overriding, overarching concern of this child, is the iman of this child. That now that tawheed, that risalat, that must be put, that worry, concern of akhirat, must already be whispered into the child's ears. And now it, the tahniq we encourage that the sohbat also of this child, that environment of that child must be correct. That even though that child is not in a position to go sit in the company of the pious, 
take something, for example, a kajur, something soft, put it in the mouth of that pious person, let the pious person have, let it spend some time in the company of the mouth of the pious person, and now put it in the child, instilling the importance of good environment for our children. Something that is generally overlooked, that environment for the children. So now this is even before the child is coming into the world, and now when the child just comes into the world, now as the father is moving, the parents are moving, the ayat of the Qur'an Allah Ta'ala says, حَتَّى إِذَا بَلَغَ أَشُدَّهُ وَبَلَغَ أَرْبَعِينَ سَنَةً When this father now has reached the age of 40, he is told to make a special dua. رَبِّ أَوْزِعْنِي أَنْ أَشْكُرَ نِعْمَتَكَ الَّتِي أَنْعَمْتَ عَلَيَّا وَعَلَى وَالِدَيَّا وَأَنْ أَعْمَلَ صَالِحًا تَرْضَاهُ وَأَصْلِحْ لِي فِي ذُرِّيَّتِي the father is moving on in his life. The children are growing up. That concern for them hasn't been forgotten. What is an overarching concern of the iman of my children? That what environment I'm sending my children to, what environment are they spending themselves? So now the person is told to make this dua, oh Allah ta'ala, bless me. That I make your shukr for the favors that you have given me, for the favors that you have given my parents. One amala salihan Allah, give me the tawfiq of doing good deeds that please you. Why good deeds that please you? Sometimes a person thinks he's doing a good deed, but he's not pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He may be pleasing his nafs. So Allah, give me the tawfiq of doing those good deeds. Allah, this amanat you have given me, make it such that you make this islah, you correct these children, you keep my progeny, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, correct. A person is now even worried about his children at that time. On one occasion, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, was traveling with the Sahaba. What happens often, the person says that my child is gone big now, he's in high school. Now I can't tell him anything. In other words, that concern for the correct upbringing of the child, we feel we have, it's completed. There's no way we can tell the child anything. But this is a fikr that starts, as I mentioned, before even marriage, the fikr for the children. After the child is born, whilst the person is moving, even when the child is an adult, fikr for the child is important. On one occasion, Rasulullah sallallahu and Sahaba were moving. And they had come to a certain spot where they took rest. And whilst they were taking rest, what had happened was that Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, she had misplaced her necklace. She had lost her necklace. So in that time, sahaba that were looking for the necklace, it took a little bit long. The time of salah had set in. When the time of salah had set in, certain sahaba came and they told Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu anhu, who was Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha's father, anha's father that this is a situation that because your daughter had misplaced a necklace and we don't even have water to make wudu. Hazrat Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu was concerned about her, his daughter. Now she was married and not just married, married to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He was concerned about correcting her even on that occasion. We just say the child is in high school, finished, we can't tell them anything. But even on that occasion, married to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam, she goes up, he goes up to Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, and in the hadith it comes that he prods her on the side, he pokes her on the side, whilst Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam is taking rest on her lap, to tell her and show her that this is not something you should have done, you shouldn't have caused so much of taklif to so many people. Obviously there was great hikmat in why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made this occasion happen, because then the ayat of tayammum came down, that the ayat came down, showing us or explaining to us that now a person can make tayammum when there is no water and there is no water found. So there was great hikmat in it. But the point I'm trying to make to you is that even after marriage to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu was worried about the welfare of his daughter. This is something that doesn't finish even with marriage. Even after marriage, father should be concerned about the tarbiyat and about the proper upbringing of his children. Before we go to Hazrat Nabi Yaqub alayhi salatu wasallam, Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam, when he leaves his child, his 
small, beautiful child that Allah Ta'ala had blessed him. After so long, he leaves him, Hazrat Ismail alayhi salam, and his wife Hazrat Hajar alayhi salam. The story or the incident is very, very famous. But when he leaves them there, I'm just showing you what is the overarching figure and concern for them. Is it that they must now go and pursue worldly careers at the expense of their deen? Or is it such that the welfare of their dunya and the welfare of the akhirat is of fundamental importance? The overarching concern is shown in this ayat of the Quran where he makes three duas for them. The first dua he makes, Rabbana Nothing is found in Wadin Ghairi Zara'in. In the Baitikal Muharram, absolutely nothing there. But the first dua is making, Wallah Ta'ala, this family of minds, I'm worried about the deen. Rabbana Why? Because in this dunya, a person will have to some point make sacrifice. An intelligent person is one who will sacrifice the world for akhirat. But he won't sacrifice the child's akhirat for this world. Something that we have to be constantly concerned is how, what environment am I putting my child? So anyway, Ibrahim alayhi salam, he makes this dua, Rabbana salam. First dua for them, Wallah Ta'ala, I'm worried about the akhirat of my children. Even though there is no outward means at all, but his overarching concern is what? Rabbana salam. Sometimes a person has got so much for his children, that generations can eat, but yet he takes and he sacrifices the child, or the daughter of his, and he puts her in the wrong environment. And when she's in the wrong environment, suddenly he wants to know why people have gone so far. You have to be very, very careful. There was one person who recently came to the madrasa, and he says he pulled out his child from the white school. So he explains what had happened. He said, you know, I put my child in the school, white school. My intention and thinking was that he'll get educated well. But when he came home, and we were about to eat, he put his hands over the food like this, and he said, grace. I thought to myself, am I sending my child to the school to become a Christian, or am I sending him to be educated? What happens, Mufti Shafi Sabrahmatullahi, he mentions they under this ayat, Am kuntum shuhada, aid hadra yaqub al mawt, if qala li banihi ma ta'buduna min ba'di, qalu na'budu ilahaka wa ilaha abaika, Ibrahima wa Ismaila wa ishaqa ilaha wahida, as I was mentioning that throughout the stages a person is concerned about the welfare of his children. Nabi Yaqub alayhi salam right till the end, right till the end worried about his children. We know the whole incident of Yusuf alayhi salam, his father Yaqub alayhi salam, so concerned, even lost his eyesight for his child. But yet right at the end, he's asking them, he's making one plea to them. Not asking who's going to take over the business, who's going to take over this property, who's going to take over that investment. He's asking them after I'm gone. Who are you going to worship? What's going to happen as far after me, who are you going to worship? So they reply, imagine, now tarbiyat is made, when tarbiyat is made, there can be nothing more pleasing to the parent than hearing and seeing this tarbiyat coming from the child. They explain to him that we are going to worship who? That we're going to worship the Lord of Ibrahim alayhi salam, Ismail alayhi salatu salam, Ishaq alayhi salam, one Allah we're going to worship, wa nahnu lahu muslimun, and we're going to submit ourselves. So under this ayat, Mufti Shafisa mentioned something very, very interesting. He says that one of the reasons why there's such an apathy towards Islam and Muslims these days, he says is even people that are seen to be dindar, are looked upon to be dindar, they just allow their children to be molded by the social environment, in which the time the child is spending time. This is the system of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If children are very, very easily influenced, they are molded in that environment that they are in. Put them in any environment, that environment molds them. 
We don't realize them. Twelve years sometimes we're sending our children into an environment where they are mostly exposed to non-Muslims. How we ever expect them to get deen? So he says we put them into this environment and now when they grow up, even from Dindari families, they are completely corrupted. Why? Because they have seen this. There was one person, he explained his incident. He says he had a business partner in India. And because the business partner was quite close to him, he had a child that was getting married. So he invited this Muslim family from South Africa to come for the wedding in India. So he says, my, I took my family and I went. And when I went there, they had it in a hall. And in their halls there, they normally have statues in the front. Statues in the hall. Hindu family, they had a statue there. So he said, my child, little child was playing with the other children there, the Hindu children, the local. And then those children started making sajda to the idol. So I saw my child actually started making sajda to that idol also. Even though that I came from my Dindar family, the child didn't know. He's seen what's happening around him and this is what influenced. On one occasion, a delegation, I'll finish inshallah with this incident, a delegation had come to visit Hazrat Mulana Rashid Ahmed Gangoi Rahmatullahi and they came to ask him for direction. Now these were people that were from an educated background and they had this philosophy that the overarching concern for the children should be secular education. This must be the overarching. And by the way, we can bring Islam in. Like how what happens in our schools today. Islam is just brought in as one subject. You face, you, you face or you fail religious studies, you don't fail the year. But you fail maths or English, and you're going to fail the year. So Islamic studies is just something that is brought zimnal. By the way, these people had the same philosophy that if we produce secular wise, we become good, then what will happen? Islam will get popular. Our Muslims will increase in standard. Their social status will improve. So they came now just for some advice and almost to say as a stamp of approval by Mona Rashid Ahmad Gangoi Rahmatullahi. So when they came to him, he said, I can only tell you people one thing, that what we learn from our elders is those people that affirm on deen, Allah will take care of the deen and Allah will take care of the dunya. Both things Allah Ta'ala will take care of. But I don't know too much about the subject matter that you all are talking about. This was his humility. Go to Mona Qasim, Nanote Rahmatullahi and he'll explain more to you. So when they went to Mullah Qasim, then he told them, he said, I'll give you all one example, I'll give you all one analogy. He said, you see a lemon tree, lemon tree, what you do is you water this lemon tree, from the time it is small, you water it with syrup, with sugar water, fill that sprout that you got with sugar water, and water this thing one way, continuously from the time it is small, and then after that when those lemons come, just taste it and see whether the lemons are sweet. So what he was trying to tell them, the madda, the essence is not deen. You're never ever going to get deen. The essence is dunya. The essence is secular. How are you ever going to get deen out of that? Mulana, our late Mulana Abdul Haq Umarji Sahib, Rahmatullah Alayhi. And because of the wars that was taking place at that time, and he was studying in Dioban in the 1920s or so, he sent a reply, but the reply couldn't come because the postal service was out of service because of the wars. So then Mulana's father had written another letter, very hard letter, that we sent you there to India. They write to you, you don't even respond, you're not even keeping any communication. Those days the fathers could talk to the children like that. So he wrote a very hard letter to his son. And then when Molana got it, he replied with a four-page letter. And that four-page letter was only asking for mafia, only asking for forgiveness for something that wasn't his fault. 
Because he had replied, but the postal service wasn't working. So he four pages, when the Mulana's father got that, he got so happy. He said, this is the benefit of giving my child dini education. This humility that comes in a person, he'll never ever get it by him going in the secular world. But my time is up, may Allah Ta'ala give us a tawfiq. Mulana's father actually went around and showed a few friends and he told his friend, you see, this is the benefit of putting my child in this line. May Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq. What is written for the child he'll get, his business he'll get, his wealth he'll get. Time is up, I can give you many, many examples of clients, of friends, of people who have absolutely no education, but they multi, multi, multi millionaires. In fact, you can ask any accountant of your choice in his practice, who are his biggest clients? His biggest clients are people that are not educated. What does teaches us? That wealth is from Allah. Don't ever sacrifice the dini education of your children for this dunya. May Allah Paak give us topic of amal. Waakhiru da'wana alhamdulillah. Having, 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 having.